Edwin Frondozo on the Business Leadership Podcast every week for a unique program featuring insights and actionable items from the world's most successful business leaders. Hear firsthand the exclusive interviews and personal journeys on how today's transformational leaders made it to the top. Hey everybody, it's me, it's Edwin, and thank you for joining me for another episode of the Business Leadership Podcast episode 23 and i'm really excited to share the conversation i had with aaron parker for a number of reasons first off he is the host of a popular podcast called the lucky few where he and i share a number of similarities we both are on a journey to learn and share from amazing successful people who are doing things what they love he launched his podcast a couple of months before mine so it was just great to talk with someone who's on a very similar journey as me. You'll hear it in our voices. We share stories. And lastly, he's just such a fun guy. Super insightful. And I'm sure you'll hear it from our conversation that is a little more relaxed and more laid back. During our conversation, we talk about launching businesses, keep finding things that you need to do to grow, how it was starting a podcast, and really insightful things from what he's learning from his guests from his podcast. But before getting started, I want to thank my media partners, IT World Canada, for the support of the podcast. Now enjoy the show. There he is, Aaron. Welcome to the show. Hey, man. Welcome. I guess welcome to my living room, but it's an honor to be on your show. Yeah. I'm, you know what? I'm really excited to have you on the Business Leadership Podcast just have another podcast host. Thank you. Someone, you know, we, we, we share battle, battle scars of hosting podcasts. <laughs> but uh, before we get started, let's, let's just tell the listeners who you are. Introduce yourself. Tell us what you do uh, when you're not podcasting. Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, once again, Edwin, pleasure to thank you so much for the honor of being on your show. Uh, my name is Aaron Parker live at Young and Eglinton in Toronto, grew up in Thornhill, 29 years old, um, have a passion definitely for podcasting, but also a huge, huge social dude, love to get out with my friends, whether it's on um, the bike trails in the forest or playing squash, which I know we'll touch on later, uh, whether it's swimming in my parents' backyard or playing golf and tennis with my dad. And my mom's new to golf, but basically um, I'm a business professional that loves you to, using creative solutions to solve common problems. And over the last eight months, it's been exclusively podcasting. Great. Really, definitely going to get into that. And since we're bo both on a podcast, we're both podcast hosts, why don't we start there? You host the Lucky Few podcast. That I do, yeah. Yeah. Can you tell us more about it? Tell us how you got into it. What got you started and, and what are you trying to do with it? Yeah, great question. Thank you. So for years and years, I had a lot of success and I was very fortunate enough to help a lot of my friends and acquaintances with a lot of things in the business realm, whether it was updating the resumes, whether it was getting them in front of companies that they wanted to be interviewing with, or whether it was just simply putting two people together that would ultimately thrive from a mutually beneficial connection. I was so passionate about contributing positively to the business realm, and I said to myself, you know what, Aaron, it's time for you to actually have a formal voice, if you will, um, no pun intended, by the way, <laughs> to the business community. So I said, okay, what's a way to properly write down or communicate value to the business community? And I thought, like everyone else does, you know, I'm going to start a blog. 
And then I realized, huh, my writing is up to shit. Everyone who texts with me or my friends and family know that. So I said, you know what? If I'm contributing to a very saturated and competitive space and I want to add value, I should probably capitalize on my skill set. So one thing I noticed is I used to be a singer in this little small band called Simcoe, hashtag Simcoe. (laughs) And I've always loved, loved speaking, probably too much so. And I've realized that I love conversation. I love engaging people in conversation. And at that time when I was flirting with how to contribute positively to the business realm, my mentor, which we'll get into later, Pat Flynn, I use him as inspiration for a podcast. I say, you know what? I could start this. Then I started The Lucky Few. And all of a sudden, when people started listening to these segments, they said, Aaron, man, you have a radio voice. I don't know if they were talking shit about my looks <laughs> by saying that, but um, they were very kind. And the feedback has just grown exponentially. I can't thank the listeners enough. As a podcast host like yourself, I get the opportunity to sit with amazing guests. You're getting amazing mentorship just by having these one-to-one conversations. Totally. And this being a business leadership podcast, can you share with me what's probably the best learnings you heard in terms of business leadership? So are there similarities between your guests? Anything anything that comes to mind at this point? Yeah, hell yeah. Oh my God, I'm so this is this is my favorite question. This one right here. So one thing that I will never know a guest business or their journey better than them because they eat, sleep, and breathe it. However, where my value is, is I get to see a cross-section of 35, hopefully 50, hopefully 100, hopefully 300 successful business leaders coming on the show so far. So I have four main things, and these are very tangible, and these come up time and time and time again. But Edwin, I'm going to keep the suspense here because before I tell you what those four things are, there's one thing that has baffled my mind that has never once come up. And what's so interesting about this one variable or one term that's never come up is we are taught our entire lives to work towards this term. Our parents judge our colleagues on this term. Our teachers judge us on this term. And this term is intellect, smarts, intelligence. Never once of the 35 friggin' interviews that I've done with these successful entrepreneurs or thought leaders has it, oh, you have to be smart. And that is that was a a phenomenal discovery because society always tells us, you have to be smart. Look how smart Timmy is. Look how smart Brittany is. And yet these people that have made it never refer to that intellectual statement. Um, So that, that has baffled my mind. So I just wanted to put that out there. Now, in regards to the four variables that come up every single segment, so much so that it's like a broken record, is one, dude, you need to be self-aware. If you're not self-aware, you're not going to know where you f- what you find value in. You're not going to know what your own values are. You're not going to know what motivates you. So often people think that they're motivated by money until they realize that that $50,000 raise, there's no way is ever going to compensate them, um, you know, bailing on their values, if you will. So self-awareness is crucial to make your next steps. Another one that comes up all the time is mentorship. Every single segment I've ever hosted find a mentor, find a mentor, find a mentor. And for those listening, the way I'm always told to find a mentor is it's frightening what happens when you go and reach someone out, reach out to someone personally, compliment their work, show that you've done research on them, show that you followed their career and have engaged with some of the material they've laid out. And then you kindly ask them, can we sit down for a coffee at these four dates? Do it via cold email. If they don't go back to you, um, reach out, every other day for a week and then give it a week break. If they don't get back to you, I'm sorry, buddy, it's not going to work out, but 
I've had, I've heard people have like 90% success with that method. So mentorship. Third, networking. Everyone wants to help everyone. I'm a firm believer of that. You must find a way to put yourself in a network, in a, in a, in a value added network. I'm not talking about your buddies or your senoritas back in university that are drinking cosmopolitans and drinking beer. If you have friends that are pulling you down, try and step away from that network as much as possible. Be the small fish in the big room from a networking capacity. And I'm shocked as to how many people in my network are incredible connectors. I want to give a quick shout out to Fatima Zaidi. I don't, I think, did she introduce us? Yeah, Fatima is amazing. Just have her and she'll... Um, she's airing soon as well, so she can. Oh, amazing! Yeah. yeah, Fatima is one of the most value-added connectors I've had the privilege of meeting. And what she does, which I recommend everyone doing, is she's always consciously thinking of who's she, who she can add value to by connecting them. In and then there's no hidden agenda. There's literally no hidden agenda. So network. Put yourself in a value-added network once or twice a week. Make an effort of go to social functions that are relative to the niche industry you're interested in. Um, so that's, that's a huge one. Fourth one is probably fail fast. If you're going to fail, fail quickly. You know, there's nothing worse than investing a whole bunch of money flow cashola into a business idea. And then it getting drawn out for three years, that opportunity cost prevents you from doing something else better. So fail, if you're going to fail, fail fast. And last is just, you have to constantly self-teach. Are you reading? Are you meditating? Are you going to seminars? Keep learning, because if you're not, you're going to get left behind. And there you have it. Just to share with the listeners, Aaron, he launched his podcast probably half a year ahead of me. So we have a lot of similarities. And Aaron probably shares the same thing, getting the same type of a question. So I'm just going to put it out there for the listeners who may, might be interested of launching a podcast to help them within their thought leadership yeah, yeah, or yeah. being a sales professional. So can you give us some tips of where to get started? What, what what did you find successful? What didn't work? I mean, I'm even getting tips from you as well, even today. Um, I'd love to hear that. Yeah, with these cool mic stands that we're now rocking. I love them. Yeah. So first and foremost, I will say to anyone wishing to start a podcast, there is nothing better than sitting across from someone who may be not in your league of success or age or or understanding of a specific niche in an industry, and them trusting you enough to tell you tell their story. And the value for the podcast host is just incredible. You can't you can't put a you can't put a figure on it. And what's amazing is it has been such a networking tool for me that I hope for everyone listening, if you want to do a podcast that is focused on interviewing based um, interviews, then seriously, pursue it as aggressively as possible. There are definitely hoops you need to jump through. Just admin hoops to set up things. For those people wanting to start a podcast, the best resource I can suggest is my mentor, Pat Flynn, who's the host of the Smart Passive Income Podcast on YouTube. He's very present as well. He's a huge presence. So go to Pat Flynn, sorry, Pat Flynn, starting a podcast on YouTube, and he has a seven-segment series that combines multimedia. He spoon feeds you how he started it. And now I think he gets 90,000 listens an episode. Um, him alone, his own passive income stream brings him over like 160,000 a month. Um, so he's definitely a person to relate to. Check out Pat Flynn. Hala shakala. <laughs> Love it. So how did, how did you come across Pat Flynn? Was it when you 
thought about doing a podcast where you're researching like maybe similar to what I was doing, how to find it, how to launch, all the anxiety that you had to do, or or was it someone that you've been listening to be, just because the title of his uh, podcast? Yeah, it totally it was kind of inverse. It was it was quite the opposite. I was never planning on starting a podcast. I was trying to get into the podcast game from a consumer of that audio content, and I I stumbled across Pat Flynn. And he's this cute little Filipino dude who's so transparent, who's so honest, who's so creative and transparent in, in what he shares to the audience. And I really related to him finally being a leader in a community, but not a preachy leader. I have I have a lot of issues with leaders that come on that are very preachy. They, they speak from a position of, I've done this, I'm better, you should do it, hustle. If you're not hustling, if you're not working 24 hours, what's wrong with you? So... I discovered Pat Flynn's podcast. I started listening. I started learning a lot of stuff. Not not about podcasting, just about passive income. And his nature, his charisma, his personality, his approach made me say, you know what? I can relate to that. I'm going to start my own podcast. Really interested, really curious, especially on this podcast, Aaron, that you know every every business leader, they have an interesting journey. I mean, we've heard the journey of yours with over the last six to 12 months now. But when I, when I looked at your past and where you got to, you seem to be a sales professional, marketing, you're keen in marketing tactics. So can you share some of your secrets um, when it comes to sales and marketing and, and what you're bringing to, to, to your podcast? I would love to. Thank you. So my biggest thing, and this is whenever people would hear me on the phone with customers, they would always say to me, Aaron, is that, is that when you're close friends? Like the way in which you were speaking to them is so warm and authentic. So one thing that I really recommend anyone who's a sales professional is you must put genuine relationships first. Sales is all about matching a product or service or a solution to a problem, but it all always will filter through a positive relationship. Um, and you have to be authentic because if you're not, people are going to see right through your bullshit and they're going to call you out on it. And also, if you're authentic the entire time, you don't have to worry about putting on a charade for anyone. So that's my main thing. Be authentic, be yourself, and put relationships first. My last thing is that don't sell anything you wouldn't buy yourself. Now, there's a lot of men who are selling female products that obviously are not related to them or vice versa. What I mean is that if you don't truly, truly believe in the product, can relate to it, can bring it into your lifestyle, you're not going to have the ability to speak to it with the same passion as someone who eats, sleeps, and breathes the relevance, importance, and awesomeness of said product. So those are my little tidbits of sales that I would really, I'd really recommend. Yeah. So, I mean, just, just quick recap. It's all the authenticity, be warm, and really believe what, it, what you're selling. And um, so... I, 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 I happened to come across a, a past past um, business that you had. It was Bomb uh -oh. Promotions. Yeah. So I'd love you to share what was that and, and what happened? Any key learnings? Yeah. Yeah. So for those of the listeners here who do not know what Bomb Promotions is, Bomb Promotions is a company I started, which is a promotional lip balm company. So instead of having a business card, you could have all your contact info on your lip balm. And the incredible thing about it is the lip balm was organic, was all natural, was very good quality. Flavoring was amazing. So you'd want to keep it in your pocket winter or summer, and you'd constantly engage with it at eye level. So for anyone who's a merchandiser in the CPG channel, which stands for consumer packaged goods, you want always eye level exposure and the more exposure, the better. So I started a company, um, clients were dentists, orthodontists, they'd give it out. It was relevant to the business offer, um, offering. I realized that Oh, and then after about a year and a half of operating it, I closed it down. 
Because once I got back to that whole self-awareness piece, I realized that one, it wasn't allowing me to have a voice in the business community, or two, it didn't have the opportunity to create extreme wealth for myself. And those were the two variables that I was really striving towards. So I closed it down. Uh, Coincidentally enough, I actually got a big order from a previous customer three days ago, even though the business had been closed down for six months, but still put it through, dropped it off two days ago. And yeah, but it's a bomb promotions is finito. It's finito. So anyone listening, any marketing executives listening here, you cannot (laughs) order this product from Aaron anymore. Yeah. But if it's big enough, I'm sure he might at least send it to someone as a referral and connect someone as well. Totally. My suppliers were actually called lips.inc. Lips Incorporated. They're a huge manufacturer. They produce some awesome stuff. So if that product seems to resonate and you want it, holler at Lipsync. Lipsync. All right. Um, as mentioned earlier, I, I, when you introduced, I found that you enjoyed playing squash during your spare time. What was really interesting is that you used to be a tennis, tennis instructor. Mm-hmm. So tell me, what aspects of teaching tennis do you still utilize every day? Yeah. So first of all, Wim- Wimbledon's on right now. I don't know when this segment's going to air, but Roger made it to the semis. Novak Djokovic just opted out. I'm a huge, huge tennis fan. So is my dad, Larry Parker. Also, I'm going to give a shout out to my mom, Lonsa Parker. Um, she'll appreciate that probably. Of course, of course. <laughs> She's wonderful. So the thing about tennis um, instructing that I, I bring in and what the biggest transferable skill I would say is the ability to know your student or know your customer. And I genuinely do believe I'm a good teacher because there is always that light bulb moment when someone does something that they either were foreign to before or they didn't think they were they could, whether it was me teaching wakeboarding or water skiing or tennis or teaching people how to present better um, or teaching people how to speak better on a podcast, if you will. Uh, you have to know your audience, know your student and find a way to cater your message to them all the while being fun, charismatic. And I love humor. Jokes are the foundation of everything I believe in. So that's kind of, that would be my realm of offering is knowing my audience conveying my message in a fun, subtle way, but hammering home that you need to improve. And, and how much do you love teaching something that's fun? Because I could relate to this. I I, I, I was a snowboard instructor right years, on. years ago. And I, it was what I used to tell people when people ask me, hey, what type of jobs had when you do many things? I said, well, you know, to be quite honest, probably the best job I ever had was teaching snowboarding because you have adults trying to learn and you just see it on their face when they get it. Yeah. When they stand up and they go down the hill and, and I'm sure you had it and I didn't know you do wakeboarding instructing. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you have, you, te- you could teach anything I'm sure of at this thank point. Thank you, thank you. So you mentioned to me in the past that you read Angela Duckworth's book, Grits, The Power of Passion and Perseverance. What, what were your key takeaways from it? Yeah, I'm gonna be very concise with this one because I only have one very strong umbrella statement and it is the people, whether it's, in a relationship or it's in business, the people that keep on trying and don't get discouraged will always win over those that are societally referred to as smart or more intelligent every single time. And that's the biggest thing I really took away from it. That And that's very wonderful for me because I grew up going to school and my two sisters, Jessica Parker, Rachel Parker, would just crush me academically time and time again. And my younger sister is in medical school now, my older sister is museum curator, and they're doing some great academic things. But I, so I always thought I was kind of falling behind because my academics were not up to that. And then I realized what this grit book truly made me come to, come to, I had this epiphany of if I keep on trying, if I'm tenacious, 
if I believe in what I'm doing and surround myself with value-added people, like I'm going to succeed. So that would be that would be my biggest takeaway. What's getting popular and I'm sort of curating a list of business books as well. Is there any any type of other books that you're reading now or any other favorite books that come to mind at this point? Yeah, so I'm gonna totally touch on that business books, but like let me tell you, Edwin, I'm the I was slash am slash hopefully will be the biggest Harry Potter fan. Woo! Let me tell you, boy. Um, I would read like <laughs> Hunger Games as well, all those books. I never got into the Twilight Realm. It's not my jam, um, but great content there as well. But so yeah, Harry Potter, I know not the most business of focus sure. content, the Dan Brown books, Da Vinci Code, any of those ones that you know, you're walking on the street, but you have the book in your hand, you want to turn the page because right, right, what right. the hell is going to happen? Yeah. So from a business capacity, a book I really recommend that helped me on my journey to start this business and, and facilitate others coming to clarity in theirs, The Power of Why by Simon Sinek. Uh, Simon Sinek, for everyone who doesn't know, is I think he, he has the second most popular TED Talk called The Power of Why. And what it's all about is like, why are you doing what you're doing? And how the power of why and establishing the why for every action in your life can send these very positive ripples and have this wonderful butterfly effect as to how you market. You know, he uses Apple as an incredible example constantly over Microsoft. And it also really prompts this element of self-awareness, which I really believe in. I was recently at a yoga fest. Um, shout out to Corey Sterling for founder co-founder of the Muskoka Yoga Festival. And the Yoga Fest was all about like self-awareness from mental space as well as that whole physical stuff that I cannot do. Um, but if you can really be self-aware with yourself and ask yourself why and let that guide your decisions moving forward, you're going to be you're going to be crushing it. You're going to feel good about it. No, I I love the uh the book um that recommendation and it really ties towards your key your key points are that you early mentioned and what you're hearing as well and reflecting on on the guests that you had on your podcast, which the number one was self-aware. So that's such a great example. And I, I could definitely highly recommend that book. I have read it. I have watched the watched that YouTube video as well. And somehow it keeps getting referred back to me as well, just like today. So thank you again for sharing that. For sure. Edwin, are you having fun? I'm having a great time. Oh my God, this is great. I mean, this <laughs> is the first time that I've had another podcaster on uh, on the show, so it's so great learning and hearing things, and and just just just, just we're just like brothers on oh, arms we are. right now. So it's we are. awesome. I'm not Filipino, but I can pretend I am exclusive for this segment. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So the <laughs> <laughs> I have a fun question, I guess, and and I love to get this and really hear. Um, and sometimes it takes some of my guests surprised and they think and they wonder but if i were to ask any of your team your colleagues your friends your peers what's the best leadership quality you possess what do you think they would say very good question and the only reason i'm able to answer so quickly is because i have these questions beforehand i've made notes i like that just so you know out of respect for both you and your audience um so i'm my biggest leadership trait i think that allows me to stand out from everyone else is I'm good at empowering others to feel secure and confident, even when I don't. And I think that is a big thing as a leader. And I'll be honest, in my corporate world, I haven't had the oppor many opportunities to lead big teams. But that's the thing is I'm, I have a big energy. I'm charismatic. I have humor going for me. Uh, love, love the fact that I have good conversational skills. Hopefully that's not too braggy. But 
even when I'm not feeling confident and secure, I can, I can still make others feel like they can do their best and, they, and that they are able to kick ass. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that's that. So that, that's what they would say that you have as well? Or is that exactly what you think you, that the possesses? The, you oh, know, the true. Best? I guess I didn't totally answer that question. I think, okay, if, I, if you're asking my colleagues about me. Yeah, what would I, they say? I think they would say, I'm fun, I'm easygoing, I'm charismatic. However, I'm very effective. Well, I like that. Yeah. So the key, the key is effective, and you probably saw that as well. Being in, being on a sales floor, a sales organization, and and when when you're up against competition, quote unquote, right? And your quotas as well. And your, your quotas and your individually assigned quotas. Yeah. Would you, would you be the person on that sales floor that's having the most fun? Yeah, I'm the one having the most fun, joking around, but then also hearing other people's conversations and giving them very subtle hints as to how to navigate to a more effective conversation. Um, oftentimes the kind of life cycle that exists when people meet me for the first time is they say, this guy's silly. He clearly isn't good at his job. And then they see my numbers and I, I've been very fortunate enough to exceed sales quotas for my entire sales career. Um, and then once they realize that I can perform and they realize how casually and value added I am with customers, they start to listen to me. And an example was at Yellow Pages, we used to sit in these quads and the three people around me would take notes on different terminology I would use and different sentence structures I would use. And they would start employing that. And I don't think there is a bigger compliment than, than someone copying you. Of course. Right? So, of course, 100%. So yeah. That's great. And thank you. I know, I know you brought upon uh, the leadership qualities that the traits that you have and, and what you're strong in and being effective. Is there anything that you're working on today or, or what you're striving for as well and things that you're learning from people as well? Yeah, great, great question once again. Um, I would like to be able to play a little bit more of a longer game with my business connections in regards to planting the seed now, we're in 2017, but having the foresight and the strategic awareness to have something come to fruition in 2019. But, you know, that may sound like a hidden agenda, but still be really genuine with it. So I'd like the ability to maybe be a little bit more organized, a little bit more strategic in my relationships and my value-added offering. Okay. And that's something I'm sure everyone could relate to, um, whether they're a young, young professional or, or even growing within business leadership is, is being more effective on your time. Uh, do you have any time hacks that you love to share today? Hmm. So I'm 29. I'm, a, I fit into the millennial category. The biggest, I'm, instead of time hacks, I'm actually going to go a little bit inverse with that and say things to not waste your time on. Okay. I like that. Social media. Unless you're promoting a business, you can spend three friggin' hours of your day scrolling through a feed or just going onto Facebook to feel included. And it is such a waste of time. So is television. It is such a waste of time. Better spend that time reading, working out, being with friends, being in present in the moment. But my time hack is, is when I want to save myself time, I wake up an hour earlier. I'm not a crazy early riser like some <laughs> of these 5 a.m. entrepreneurs. Um, wake up. I wake up at like 7 get off social media, rather invest that time in recreation and sport and activity. Um, and yeah, oftentimes me personally, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this. When I browse social media and my friends are either on yachts or in backyard pools, or it doesn't even matter if they're doing anything fun, I actually feel quite a bit worse about myself. So the best time and the best I ever feel is when I'm investing my time productively and not looking at others, but being present with whom I'm with. 
No, that's the, that's an amazing example. And just to relate, something that I did recently, and I even posted it on my LinkedIn, is uh, I took off social media all off my cell phone, all Good for off you. my smartphone. Although I found it probably three, four days in, I had to reinstall LinkedIn because I was meeting someone for the first time. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that proved to be a really effective social media tool to have. Um, but it's been a couple of weeks now since I've, I've left it. And, and outside of maybe two or three times when I was standing in a long line at the grocery, I never thought about it again. So it's good for uh, you. It, it was, it was an amazing, not a time hack, but elimination and, yeah. and, and taking our time back. Also, so. one thing that I've just realized I've just deleted all of them is dating apps, dating apps. I mean, I see the wedding ring on your finger. Yes. I know you have a beautiful girl, the daughter. Yes. Beautiful Jade. daughter, yeah. beautiful daughter. Yeah. I saw, I think your wife is, is no, you are walking with your daughter and she looks, she's looking up at you with the most, the cutest, daughter to father stare that i've seen i mean if that doesn't make you want to be uh, a parent <laughs> i'm already thinking about it again good but as a single guy or a single girl would probably relate to in the modern day dating scene these apps take up a lot of time and there's a big investment you know aziz ansari writes the book modern day romance and talks about how there's too many options the illusion of choice and that once again can take an hour to two hours of your day alone easily i can't even yeah. imagine anymore that's nuts yeah that's nuts. Anyways, now I'm just venting, but there you go. <laughs> I like that. So I, you deleted those apps. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm I'm really taking advantage of being present, meeting people in person, assessing people out based on body language, how they treat others, um, similar interests. I'm really interested in the listeners who are out there. What's what's next for Aaron? Like, where do you see yourself going? I know you mentioned 2019 and you're planning things and maybe things are just percolating at this point, but, mm -hmm. but what are you thinking of now? Yeah, so for me, from the Lucky Few standpoint, I'm really trying to get a little bit more heavy into the multimedia space. I'm going to start learning how to edit video and photography better. For those of you who follow the show, please follow on Instagram, um, Lucky Few Podcast. That's what it is on Instagram. Or you can find me on iTunes and so on. But I love doing teaser videos. I love doing photography. So I'm going to up my game on that. Also, I'm going to be formally launching the Lucky Few Mentorship Network over the next two months. That's a big focus. And also, I want to clarify that the Lucky Few podcast, it takes a lot of my time, but it's a passion project. Um, I'm actually doing some incredible work now with Second Closet, which is a company that's disrupting the way personal storage is done in the GTA, and they are crushing it. I had Mark Eng on my podcast a few weeks ago, and I've actually connected him with a movie producer friend of mine, Mitch Cap, and they're doing work for a professional movie, uh, sorry, professional commercial coming out, and I'm pioneering that for them. And we're in discussion and in talks of me joining the team as a potential CMO. Oh, wow. Marketing Amazing. Officer. Yeah. So that's, that's what's up. That's what's next. That's exciting. That's exciting. But you definitely let us know when that mentorship uh, launches. I'll keep, I'll keep the, the website updated. I'll put the links to your, thank you, to the mentorship, to your podcast, all your social media things. But it's been a blast. I don't want to, don't want it to end. But before we end, I'd love you to share some of your final thoughts, any observations, anything you'd love to share, actionable items, I guess. For, for anyone who's looking to grow their career, whether it's in a sales, marketing, or even just thinking about launching a podcast. Just to get a little bit deep here for a moment, um, we all have one thing in common, and that is we each have one life. And how incredible would it be to look back 10 minutes, 10 weeks, 10 years, and say, wow, I've built something. So some closing statements I really want to focus on is so often our society is focused on the awesomeness of completion and how wonderful and fulfilling it feels to complete something. And yet, 
the most enjoyable things in life can't be complete at all. You can't complete a loving relationship. You can't complete growing a business. So what my advice is to everyone is just start something now. Start something that you can add to every day, every other day, whether it's a relationship, whether it's getting better with your golf game, whether it's growing a business, whether it's starting an Instagram account, whether it's starting your photography passion. So many people I know are love expressing themselves in some creative way and they haven't taken that first step to start. So I don't give a shit. If you don't think your post looks good enough, put it up. Let your friends and your family's motivation and positive feedback keep you fueled. But a few other things, and I know we're straying away from business advice, but some things is just people should meditate. It facilitates self-awareness. It brings inner peace. I'm telling you, if you consider doing it consistently, it will change your perspective, which will alter a lot of things. Also, be kind to everyone for no reason. I mean, how wonderful is that? You just look for an excuse to be kind to people. Um, Another thing is different. This is something I notice a lot of people struggle with, and I want to emphasize that different is not wrong. Whether it's race, income, speech, job, way of doing things, different is not wrong. It's just different. And be patient. I heard a quote the other day saying, patience is when you're supposed to get angry, but you choose to understand. And that really, really resonated with me. Um, And last thing I will say, Edwin, once again, thanks again, is as long as you have someone to love, something to do, and something to look forward to, pretty sure you're going to be okay. Oh man, Aaron, you just you just blew my mind. <laughs> Thank you again for joining me on the Business Leadership Podcast. Absolutely, Edwin. It was such a pleasure. Thank you so much, man. That's it, folks. Thank you for listening to this episode. Such a fun, fun episode. I really enjoyed just sitting down with Aaron and learning about him, how he's grown as a business, a sales professional, being an entrepreneur, launching a successful podcast, and also being on the journey to learn from very successful people. If you're interested in learning more about Aaron, the Lucky Few podcast, or anything else that he had mentioned, please go to thebusinessleadership.com slash 023. I'd love to hear from you feel free to reach out directly via email to edwin at thebusinessleadership.com. We are currently serving our listeners to learn more about you. So please, if you haven't done so, take a few minutes, visit our website, click the survey link found on the homepage. Thank you again. And until next time, Edwin signing off. Thank you for listening to the Business Leadership Podcast at thebusinessleadership.com.